Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hello, my name is Nancy O'Brien. I'm from Bethel West Pasco, and today we're looking at Exodus chapter 20. I think this chapter contains some of the most famous scripture in all the Bible. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone that had not heard of the Ten Commandments, and most people could come up with one or two of them, even if they couldn't quote them all. One of the big challenges I have when reading such a well-known passage of Scripture is to actually read it and not just skim over it, since it seems so familiar. So in preparing to talk about this passage with you today, I tried to really focus on the text itself and put aside any cultural baggage or movie references that I might bring with me. One big piece of baggage that I had to let go of was my misconception that God gave the Ten Commandments to Charlton Heston, I mean Moses, and that Moses gave the commandments to the people. But that's not what happens. God speaks directly to Israel from Mount Sinai, and he starts off not with a command, but with a reminder. In verse 2, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. God reminds Israel of who he is and what he has already done for them. God didn't rescue them after they started obeying these commandments, after they had gone four weeks without breaking more than one command a week or something. No, He rescued them because he is God and he had mercy on them. He brought them to Sinai and then gave them the gift of these commandments. So the commandments are not about winning God's approval or earning his intervention, but about becoming set apart as his holy people, being marked as something different from the rest of the world. They aren't a list of do's and don'ts. They're not a checklist of moral regulations to tell me if I've met the minimum standards of God's expectations for me today. That is not what these commandments are about. These commandments show us how to be different, how to be more like God. Jesus summarizes these commands in Matthew 22. A Pharisee asks him which commandment is the greatest, and he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. All of the Ten Commandments can be broken down into these two categories. The first four are all about how we should show our love for God, and the last six are how we show our love for each other. I like how Jesus doesn't play into the Pharisees' game of picking one commandment over another, but rather he recognizes that there is a larger purpose behind the individual commands, and he speaks directly to that purpose. There is no way to fully love God with all your heart, soul, and mind and violate any of the first four commands, and there's no way to fully love your neighbor and violate the other six. But none of us can do all these perfectly all the time. We all fall short every day in some way. But the good news is Jesus doesn't fall short. He can be perfect every day. Matthew 5, 17 tells us that Jesus didn't come to abolish these commandments for us, but to fulfill them. I know that I have not loved God perfectly today, but Jesus has. I haven't loved my neighbors perfectly today, but Jesus has. And Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for me, in all the times that I have fallen short, and the Holy Spirit is working in me to write these commandments on my heart every day so that tomorrow I can look a little bit more like Jesus than I did today. So I encourage you to read chapter 20 with fresh eyes and see how the God that brought you out of slavery is calling you to be something more, something holy, something that looks like Jesus. Let's pray. God, you have called each of us out of a place of slavery and rescued us by your grace for your glory. Thank you for providing us with a guide for what it looks like to live a life set apart 
a holy life. And thank you, Jesus, for coming to dwell among us and live the holy life that we aspire to. Thank you for teaching us that these commands are not meant to constrain us to a small and regulated life, but to release us to love and worship in freedom and abundance. I pray that the Spirit would move in each of us to love more freely and to worship more abundantly. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.